You may have heard the UN recently marked the birth of the 8 billionth person on the planet back on November 13th. The story was making rounds on the news as I was editing together this episode, and it got me curious about the child we're about to talk about on this episode. The UN marked the birth of the 7 billionth person on the planet back on October 31st, 2011. So although our parents on today's episode are raising a young, young child, he already has quite a bit of seniority on this planet. At about 247,000 births per day, I've decided today's episode is about raising human number 7,944,954,212. Give or take a few. You're listening to Everyday Parents, a day in the life podcast. We share the everyday routines of parents from all kinds of families. Our episodes start with getting to know each guest's family, then go through their daily routine and wrap up with some reflective questions about parenting. I'm Jerome Cluck, a stay-at-home dad to our daughter, Charlie, and half of your hosting team. And I'm Caitlin Kirby, Jerome's wife, Charlie's mom, and your podcast co-host. Joining us this week are Allie and Jake from Kalamazoo, Michigan. They are first-time parents to a six-month-old boy named Archer. Welcome, Allie and Jake. Please tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. Um, So uh, we've been married for a year and a half almost. And then we, shortly after we got married, we started trying for a baby and got pregnant right away. Uh, and then Archer was born uh, beginning of April, so he's now just over six months old um, and is just doing awesome, and we're super proud of all his accomplishments so far. You're the first person we've talked to with someone with a younger kid than us, though. Yeah, it's going to be fun to remember what it was like back then. Is there anything significant that you want to share about your pregnancy and birth with Archer? Not really, actually. I had a like picture perfect pregnancy. I mean, I had no complications whatsoever, um, which I'm very thankful for. I had anxiety though, the whole pregnancy, just naturally just worrying about how he was doing the whole time. Um, and then every doctor's appointment, we would like listen to his heart and everything was great. The doctors would be like, this is exactly what we want to hear and see. So that was, you know, really reassuring. So we were excited about that. And yeah, I mean, everything with like the birth too went great. I didn't know obviously what to expect with that. So, um, but it, it was again, just everything that was perfectly normal. So we're, you know, happy with the results of that too. Did you guys, did you guys find out the gender ahead of time? Oh yeah. I, I wanted to find out literally as soon as we were pregnant. I don't know how people wait until they give birth. I, there was no question in my mind that we were going to find out. We did one of those gender reveal, like ultrasounds, like the 40 ultrasounds. We did that at 14 weeks, I think. Um, and then found out he was a boy and it was really cool actually. Cause we got to have my whole like family there to see the ultrasound too. So that was really cool. Like my grandparents got to see it and my mom and my dad came up from Indiana 
um, and my grandma from Indiana. So everybody was there to like be able to like hear, you know, what the gender was and then got to see Archer on the screen. Um, so that was really awesome. Uh, is it the first grandchild for your family and his family? Uh, so for my family, it is the first grandchild. Um, for Jake's family, it's the seventh grandchild, but they have not had a baby in 12 years. So it's kind of them starting over as grandparents again. So they're obviously still very excited about it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you had family come up from Indiana. Where do you and Jake live? So Jake and I live in Kalamazoo. Uh, my family is in Kalamazoo. And then his family, where he's from and where they where they live is Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which is like half an hour less than from Cincinnati, Ohio. So they're about five hours away from us. What do you and Jake do for work? So I am an adoption specialist. Um, so I like help adoptive parents, um, like finalize an adoption. And then Jake is an MST therapist. So he works like with um, adolescent youth on probation. So he works with like the parents and then works with the school and the probation officer all in kind of coordination um, to be able to make sure that the child, like the adolescent does not go into like a residential program. And so with you and Jake both working, where does Archer spend his day? So he is in daycare full time um, and it's an in-home daycare and it's only about three minutes from our home, which is really, you know, we're really excited about that. And she's been really great so far. We, we really like, we really like her and you know, we know that she takes good care of our church. So Jake is here now. Hello. Welcome, Jake. Um, all right. So you've talked about your family already. And so obviously they're pretty involved. Do you want to just summarize, like, how often do you see your extended family and other um, people who support you? Probably about every three months, just because my family's down in Cincinnati. So for us, it's uh, about a four and a half hour drive. Now for Allie's side of the family, I'd probably say at least every other week, for sure. But yeah, with my side of the family, you know, 90% of my family is probably about a 45 minute radius from Cincinnati. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see them all too much besides, you know, one of the holidays we were off switching off, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, like, you know, a lot of families do. And then we at least try to do at least two two times a, a year but with covid and everything that threw a lot of a lot of wrenches and a lot of plans so i'm trying to refigure that out particularly with having a kid we're going to move into daily routine questions now which i'm pretty uh, excited and interested to hear about how exactly how exa what exactly a day looks like for you guys uh first how long has your baby been going to daycare when did that begin he started that um at about two months old which i only was able to get off six weeks of work and then he went to daycare two weeks later so he's been going for quite some time so he's really accustomed to that routine okay wanted to get that sorted out before caitlin yeah takes you through the day so cool <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know we're pretty about 7 15 7 30 wake up time for him uh kind of depends on what's going on with our day and then generally drop him off at eight pick up at five Yep. Do you all get up before he does in the morning or do you get up with him around 7, 
we're trying to get into that sleep routine <laughs> and that's been a real struggle the last probably, well, I would say probably more like a month. And then there's other days where he wakes up at 6 a.m. And there once once he hits that 6 a.m. or later, there's no going back to sleep afterwards. So we've got a really good system that we switch off every night of who gets up first with him because he's still not sleeping through the night. So we switch off and then whosever turn it is to get up, then we'll basically stay up with him and be feeding him, changing him, changing him. And then at that point, reading and playing and, you know, whatever it is until we bring him to daycare. So you drop him at daycare and you both go to work. Um, Do you get any updates throughout the day when he's at daycare? Yes. Um, Quite often, actually, the, um, the woman that runs the daycare is really good about messaging me like pictures and different things, you know, as far as when he's eating a lot of times and then naps. Now we've started have some updates on that to be able to try to help us <laughs> get more of a routine at night and try to maybe be able to sleep through the night. But I don't know if we're, we're there yet. How many naps is he doing at daycare? Uh, about two. So, you know, with us, we're trying to shoot between three and four, but more than two and three. So a lot of times two at daycare and then once in the evening beforehand, we were kind of doing the kind of what we were told with newborns, following the wake windows. He's looking tired, so we'll put him down. But now we're trying to be a lot more conscientious of like, all right, you had a nap at this point. We'll try to stretch it out a little bit, even though you are looking a little tired. So he goes to daycare, does a couple naps there. You get those updates throughout the day. Um, I guess another daycare question, like what do you pack to send with him to daycare? That's actually really great. So I know a lot of like center daycares, you have to like prepare the bottles every day for him. And he's been so up and down with how much he drinks. He's getting now better with it, but um that we would be wasting so much formula if that were the case. Um, so she, we just bring the container of formula and then she is able to, then we just keep bottles there and she's able to just make the bottles and then just wash the bottles there every day. So that's been really good. And then we just keep extra clothes there because we, we have um, daily blowouts, especially now that we've started <laughs> solid foods. So then she changes them there. And a lot of times she even washes them there. But that's pretty much it. And then sometimes we have a blanket, but obviously you can't sleep with that yet. So there's not much else that we bring. Yeah, so we've been pretty lucky. Have you guys had any issues with, like, illnesses yet? Oh, yeah. Or or that he's had to come home? Yes. Uh, Only once, right, for him to come home. But illness-wise, his first four months of living, I think out of sight of three three weeks, he was pretty much congested all the time. So... (laughs) Yeah, probably 75% of his life at this point has been cough, cold, just, he's just always sick. And he'll just like do like a couple days of getting better and then he'll be sick again. Once he gets to school, hopefully his immunity will kick butt. There you go. Yeah, he'll be indestructible. Yeah. So then uh, do you pick him up around like five o'clock? Yep. So it's generally because Jake usually is working. Um, so it's generally me that picks him up about 5 p.m. All right. And then, yeah, what's the routine once you get home? So normally a lot of times he's pretty tired when he, when we get home because it's been a little while since he's had a last nap. So I try to I'll do a bottle and then he generally will go down for a nap 
um, right after that. So about 5.30. Um, and then I usually try to wake him up about six so he's not sleeping super late. Um, put him in the high chair as I'm making dinner. Um, so I'll make dinner. And then now we've started salads. So then we feed him as we're eating dinner. And then we're pretty strict about bedtime um, on our bedtime routine. So then we will do um, bedtime between 7.30 and 8, I would say, which you, it usually involves a bath unless we've got something going and we skip it. But we generally do a bath every night and then do like soap every other night, depending on what his body looks like after he's eaten solids. <laughs> I'd like to hear a little bit more about like his, his salads journey. Um, yeah. How's that going? Like, what are you preparing him generally the same foods that you're eating? What, yeah. What is he eating and does he like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we started just before six months. Um, and I was really like, I've done a ton of research. Well, both of us, but like a lot of research about baby led weaning. And that was something that was really important to us that we wanted to, you know, start doing that. Um, right away. And so we, we started just really introducing like one thing at a time. Um, generally it really wasn't something that we were eating yeah. just to really start them out on it. Yeah. Especially the first couple of weeks. Yeah. We're, we're both pretty big cooks and foodie type people. So, you know, part of the baby led weaning is the hope that, you know, you're not going to have a, a picky eater. So that was something else that was really important to, to myself and Allie, but you know, that was a, a big turn on for me for program, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. And then now we're what probably at least the main meal and a side of some sort of our, our meal that we made for that night. And then generally, uh, what would you call those packages? Yeah. You know, like those little pouches or like we do like, the, uh, baby food, like yeah, purees too. Yeah. Um, so those we try to like really pick, um, help me you know, one of those foods that aren't, that we haven't done yet. Yeah, so, so our main goal is to do the 100 foods before age one. Correct. And we're actually, I counted tonight, we're at 43 foods. And so like, that's where I'm super proud of that, um, that he's only just over six months old and he's already done 43 foods. So that's, that's super exciting. Um, and he's liked pretty much everything that he's tried or he's kind of a little bit indifferent. There really hasn't been a ton that he hasn't liked. Yeah. I think right now he's kind of getting to a point where we can actually eat some of it, but it's definitely the more smoother, creamier kind of textures is what he prefers. So yeah. like tonight we had Brussels sprouts. Did he put it in his mouth and kind of quote unquote chew, chew it? Sure. But I mean, did he really eat it? Probably not. But you know, you put it some uh, uh, Greek yogurt in front of him, he's going to go to town. <laughs> and he is able to really feed himself too, um, which is another thing that we've really tried to do. It's mm. messy, but I know it's important for his development. Does he do water or any drinks with dinner? Not usually. We started a lit. I did water one night. Um, it is something I want to try. I want to get one of those like little weighted cups for him still to try to be able to get him to use that. But yeah, I mean, we've only tried it one time. All right. Yeah. So back then to the bedtime routine. I mean, so if dinner... Like, is there any time between dinner and bedtime routine that you get to just kind of like relax and play? Usually it's a little bit before I start dinner um, that I do like 
we have this jumperoo that he loves. So he'll sit in that for a little while um, and play play in that, or we do tummy time. Um, yeah, but generally, because, you know, particularly with my job and how my schedule is right now, generally when I'm coming home, it's stuff in our face, you know, trying to get food in us and then going pretty much straight into the bath. So not a lot of time after dinner in terms of that. Okay, yeah, and so then bath um, is the part of bedtime routine that you shared already. What does the rest of that look like? Um, and then he, so, then we dress, we change him, dress yeah. him, and then. So Allie, Allie generally does the, the actual bath process. And while she's doing that, you know, I'm prepping for when he gets done. So towel in the dryer, you know, uh, diaper already kind of like opened. You know, um, diaper rash cream on the little spatula. spatula that's we live before. by that thing. Yeah, um, and then from there. The, you know, all right, so I've heard of a spatula in the context of diaper changes before, but I don't actually know like what it is and <laughs> what it does. I think it's literally called the butt spatula. Yes, and that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. and it it is. It's great because we did it the first what two times with it and the ones we got of the rash is particularly oily yeah. and like that stuff stays on your hand for like hours afterwards so and in your nails yes so. so i mean it's literally you just apply it like a spatula and then you start basically icing his butt like a cake <laughs> i mean i don't know how else to say it but yeah it definitely speeds it up along so you know while she's doing that uh i'm i'm getting that prepped uh then she calls me in you know, or cleaning up after dinner too. I've, I've started to do that too. And then she calls, calls it in for the towel. I put them on the changing station, kind of dry them off. She gets them, uh, you know, lotioned up, changed and everything while she's doing that on the bottle ready. And then, you know, kind of prepping for that exchange from, from her to me to get them fed. And generally I'm the one who, you know, puts them, puts them to sleep or in the, in the crib, you know, at night. So that's kind of. Does he go to sleep independently? So generally you have to really get him asleep like as you're rocking him and yeah. then lay him down um he if he wakes up in the middle of the night sometimes he can get himself back to sleep um it's it's hard to like just let him lay there and cry and you know not go get him or be you know he'll sit and sometimes just talk to himself for half an hour which we generally don't go get him if he's just doing that and not crying but yeah there's something creepy about like midnight babbling like i almost oh, yeah. i would almost have like prefer crying because there's something you you're like are they awake and you turn on the monitor and we can see charlie just like staring there i'm like what is going on especially seeing their eyes open on the monitor mm -hmm. like there is nothing scarier than that in the middle of the night mm -mm. Not, just, not to say necessarily scary but for me the real disturbing thing is on the on the couple nights at archer they just start crying like just straight up just kind of start yelling yeah. but he's fully asleep and then he'll just stop and just turn over and he'll be fine yeah. it's just yeah it's strange yeah. yeah so you've talked a little bit then about uh his sleep overnight is not great um, no. So, like, how how often is he getting up, and what does it take to get him back down? So, I would say last night was good. <laughs> um, he only got up once. We were on track for only once a night. Um, yeah, and then not last night, but I mean, before that, it was probably two to three times that he was waking up every night, and then sometimes it would take. Sometimes he'd go right down, like you'd change him, feed him, and then lay him down and he'd go right to sleep. Other times it would take 
there were times where it would take an hour to two hours to get him back to sleep. And then other times that you, he would be dead asleep in your arms. You lay him down in the crib. And as soon as that little body hits that crib, he is awake. And that's, that's why in the middle of the night, we'll, we'll kind of do a one and done. So we'll, we'll kind of hold him and fall. And if he falls asleep, but once you put him in the crib in the middle of the night and he's, he wakes back up, generally we leave the room until he starts crying. So like, I'll, I'll just go out in the, uh, the living room and just kind of listen from there. And then, you know, eventually 30 minutes, but there, there's been some nights where it might be an hour and a half before the kid goes, yeah. back, goes back to sleep. So those are particularly the, the rough ones. It sounds very similar to our life at, at six months. Uh, it gets better. Please yeah. tell me it gets better. Oh, oh yeah, it's it gets better. Uh, and I, I mean, I think Charlie is a slightly below average sleeper. Like she was getting up. I'm looking at six months now in our app. She was up like four or five times a night. Okay. Usually go back down pretty quickly. Maybe like once a week, she'd do one of those really long wake ups. Okay. I feel like around nine months, it got much better. Okay. okay. And it was a gradual improvement until then so okay. we never figured out the magic of like all right she needs to nap at this time and have a wake up at this time in bed at this time and then i know we'll all be fixed yeah we never figured that out but it's different for everybody yeah, yeah. So when we first started this we would try to push it to what 9 nine thirty for bedtime and then we started to see he's like really he's getting tired at like 7 45 8 o'clock so that's yeah. where we honed in on that time so it wasn't just kind of like just pick it randomly but um but yeah, we, we just started doing it earlier and so far it's been working. Yeah. Cause you know, cause what generally if he's if he doesn't wake up until one one to three, we're we're having a good night. If he's waking up between eleven and, and midnight, it's gonna be a rough night. We just know it's, yeah. it's gonna be a rough night. Uh, it's so hard to do anything else when you can't sleep properly. It's just yeah. like if you and start you failing at every facet of life just a <laughs> little bit more. And you can do it like a couple nights, but after like the third or fourth night, it's like I can't function, I can't do anything. Yeah, I know about you guys, but you know, for me particularly, I can do the quote unquote all nighter, and it's still not good, but I can function. But the broken sleep, it just really hits me a lot harder. <laughs> I don't, I just don't think I can hit that rim rim cycle as well as you know before. Because even if it's only four hours of sleep, I know I can at least get one in. But if it's like every hour, every two hours, it's like uh, the next day I'm completely useless. <laughs> yeah, it's like torture. Like I think they do that in Marines training or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they call that Hell Week too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, you guys. Uh, I got three wrap-up questions. First one I want to ask you here is: uh, I mean, obviously, you spend most of your life at this point um, ushering your baby through babyhood here. But um, when you have moments of your life where you're not focused solely on him, what do you guys like to do for yourselves? Or when you have time for yourselves, how do you, how do you unwind or relax? What do you do? Uh, I'm not the best at self-care. <laughs> I try. Um, but we do try to do a date night. Uh, what, once a month, we try to do Until it. Other, other, other week, you know, generally every pay, pay period. You know, yeah. something. And something big, you know, every month for sure. Yeah. Um, Allie's selling herself a little short. She does like her puzzles and, and, um, her, her crafts as well so that's something she doesn't do it as much as he used to but that's still something certainly, she pulls her certainly. time and then i do like to read at yes. night a lot um just to try to like wind myself down yeah uh for myself um 
I play a lot of, you know, not only just video games, but I play a lot of tabletop. So uh, that's a big thing. I've got uh, two separate. Wait, by tabletop, you mean like arcade but, games? Oh, no, well, you mean like, okay. like, like RPGs? I yes, assume. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Dungeons and Dragons, things like that. I do, I do enjoy, yes, I do enjoy, you know, good arcade every so often and things like that. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's my big thing. You know, um, I got a pretty active friend circle, um, probably what, maybe every, every other week. You know, for a little while there, you know, particularly after he was born, it was nothing because obviously, you know, I've got a newborn. But once about two months hit, maybe three, you know, it was pretty regular on on every every week. So um, other self-care, um, I just kind of gotten back into hunting as well. So that's something else that's been kind of helped me, you know, invest in kind of me, which, you know, kind of that give and take. Um, but Yeah. That's probably probably the big thing for me is just trying to keep up with friends, family, you know, those things that do kind of interest me. <laughs> so I don't lose sight of that, even even with having another human to look after. Yeah, we do. Uh, we play D and D too. I think two episodes ago, we had one of our old game masters on from like 2016. We hadn't seen in Hi. many years, but he had had a kid, so we were able to talk to him for a bit. We had to cut a bunch of the episode where we were just talking about our campaigns and stuff. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this next question is kind of like a two-parter here, um, and you can attack it whichever way you want, but what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far or lately, and what would you say has been your biggest parenting win recently? I mean, I, I personally would say probably one of the Two of the biggest challenges have been the broken sleep and the the rough nights. And then second is balancing work life Mm -hmm. and parenting. Because there's times where like we get home from work and then he sleeps and then we make dinner and then put him to bed. Like we, I just don't, I don't feel like we like get a ton of time with him. And I feel like he's spending more time at daycare than he is with us. And that's, that's hard. I would have to agree with that one. So what would you say your biggest win is though? I mean, for for me, I would say biggest win is probably the baby led weaning and, mm-hmm. and really introducing that as much as we have. And he is so smart. Like he just like, he got it like right away. Like yeah. he used the spoon the second time and it was like, he was already like feeding himself. And mm-hmm. there was one time that he like dipped it back into the bowl and then gave yeah. like fed himself again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy to just like watch him develop and, and just learn all these new skills all the time. Yeah, Charlie will pick up things every now and then, and like all, all these little things. Uh, it's not only not only are we proud of seeing her develop and grow and be able to like learn these things, but she's also like helping you out. Like now she's like a member of the team. Yeah, so like it may just be a spoonful, but like him feeding himself, like that's a little bit of like a little more off your plate, or like Char- Charlie will put her arms out to get a coat put on, and I'm like that. That's kind of a huge help. Just all oh, that little oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Allie and Jake, everybody. Yeah, we had yet another family who moved within the year of having their baby. I know you've been keeping track of those, Jerome. It's, it's almost unremarkable at this point. Um, and then, yeah, a baby who at six months was sleeping relatively similarly to how poorly Charlie was sleeping. Um, 
It's nice to not be in that situation anymore. Yeah, I had a little bit of like awe and then a little bit of ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had never heard of the 100 foods in 100 or what, 100 foods before a year. Uh, I would be curious to see how many we're up to. I don't even know if I eat 100 different foods in a year. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I don't know. Mm, well, we can like... start keeping track. <laughs> I like my routine. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye-bye. All right. Cool. 8.30. What are we going to do with our lives? <laughs>